We found time. 706 Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. You were great cats. Crispy cats on IG. Yes, sir. What's going on? Chilling, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, dude. Thank you for coming by. I um, appreciate you having me. Yeah, no problem. You, we've done, uh, we've collaborated on some of my landmark pieces for uh, Found, so it's yeah, it's man. great to have you on, and we can talk a little bit about those. Feels good to be a superstar on your uh, <laughs> on your videos. Yeah, we're trying we're trying to build something, dude. We uh we put out a podcast we really love today too, and got some good feedback. So yeah. hope to keep it rolling. Oh yeah, it's going good. Um, but you <coughs> help you help spearhead this whole thing back like two years ago now somewhere around somewhere around march when yeah. you got your first crispy cat shirts done yes, sir. which was a huge order for me at the time and still would be a big a big order you got like 100 shirts but uh damn for real yeah i think you did damn i sold all of those too <laughs> all of them yeah like there wasn't like one left behind that was back when we were still just doing the vinyl ones too mm-hmm. and i think that was like the perfect job for vinyl because those colors were like perfect on the crispy cats logo yeah, yeah. or the crispy cream logo seriously bro and it's just, just like a simple like perfect looking design too it's crazy because one of my um one of the barbers at the the shop i work at here he's rocking that t-shirt today i was like hey (laughs) i'm going to do a podcast with him later today (laughs) and it's held up this whole time too Mm -hmm. which is which is uh a testament to that vinyl it it really lasted the whole time seriously bro but yeah thank you for that and uh since then we've just been doing thank you more and more shirts yeah for sure um where'd you get that one done where who, who did that design um Cause I don't I think I did. Say, hold on, Hunter? Was Hunter it Hunter? I think yeah. it was Hunter. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, I think yeah. Hunter. Hunter's done a Damn, bunch. I of, can't remember. Bunch of no, cool Hunter. Shit now Hunter too. did my um, my other logo. It was uh, damn, what was that? It was like the uh, you know the logo people put on like their their haircut photos, like a watermark. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did one of my watermarks. But I don't know if he did that. I don't the, know. The uh, Krispy Kreme one. I thought you did it. No. Honestly, it's so far back. I could probably check my computer and see if, if yeah. I did, but Hunter's done a bunch of cool shit I think since it then. Was you really? I think it I was you. I feel like you sent me. Maybe you sent me something, and we're like, "Can you do this?" And then maybe I changed it. Mm. I you don't did, know. I think yeah, you did like the crispy cats. If it was you, yeah, because we going back and forth. You were like, "Oh, how how would this look?" And then you did the haircuts on the bottom, where like it would say oh, donuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it, cause it, I think it had, like, a fill, like it had a white background and stuff, mm. too. So I was like, oh, this isn't going to work if we could do it on black yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, 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 yeah. It came out perfect, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. I love those shirts. And I, um, Sean, I was in uh, digital marketing and um, that class, and I was, like, sitting in that class, and one of the projects was, like, make a short promo video or something like that. And I was just thinking about your sh- – I was doing your shirts at the time, and I was like, oh, man, it'd be cool if I went to Krispy Kreme and, like, got a box and did, like, a match cut thing where, like, they opened that and had a genius, box in bro. it. Yeah. yeah. So I I, my, I sent my dad to go get it, I think, because I don't know. He was around the one at Street Road or something. And so he got, he got those, and then, uh, yeah, I did, like, a little – I set up a little, like, tripod and, like, s- mapped it out with tape and was like, mm-hmm. I can't fucking move from here. And yeah, it was, yeah. like, open and closed. I remember that video. That was one of the most – first videos that like twan took and posted on his account too uh-huh. so yeah. that was way back when now yeah that was what 20, <laughs> 2018 yeah i think i didn't have i don't think i had a found creative account i don't think i had i think i had the found online one which i probably put that on first yeah, yeah. and my own personal account mm-hmm. but that was before i even like was like oh hey dad can i use your can i use your name and yeah. do found creative instead i yeah. always thought you had three different um or one one page yeah. And then I just seen all these other found pages pop oh, up. Yeah. Like, hey, Christian. Yeah. Christian. It's, get- <laughs> it's getting a little out of hand. I think I have like six profiles now. 
Um, and a lot of them get the same content, but yeah. it's uh, probably a hassle going between this. Huh? It is a little bit, but it's also like certain shit can only be on certain pages. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I started one for this, for this podcast and it's honestly like not even like doing anything with it. It has like a third of the followers now that I have on the other pages, like with just me posting clips and like tagging it and stuff. Yeah. Um, just cause uh, down the road, like if I get, if I start pushing out podcasts all the time, I don't want to be flooding my own page with like, you know, podcast. a podcast, podcast, podcast. Yeah. If people, if wanna, people signed up for, you know, clothing picks, you yeah. know what I mean? You want to keep it a little diverse. Yeah. Kind of throwing other things in there. You got a good approach on Instagram too. What, what is your, like, what is your go-to? Like, how do you approach Instagram? Um, well, what do you mean? Like, how do I approach Instagram? Like, like I don't know. Like what, what kind of content are you looking? Yeah. Looking to get on there? Like um, day to day kind of stuff. Really? Cause, cause you do I like giveaways and stuff too. I, I like doing giveaways. Um, I want, I want to start doing more. Um, I think that's a good way to like lure in people to your page yeah. and have them book haircuts. If you're a barber, you should definitely do giveaways because that will definitely help you in the long run. Like people be like, Oh, he does giveaways. So we want to follow his page. You yeah. Know yeah, I mean? yeah. And once you get like a certain following, I guess people just like book with you just because you have that following. You know right. What I mean? Like but it was crazy when I started at least I had, I think like 700 followers or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, Twan, bro, he really helped me a lot. He was like, man, just post. doesn't matter what you post. Just post your haircuts, bro. He's like, annoy the shit out of your friends. It don't matter, man. Yeah. Post three times a day, four times a day. don't matter, dude. Just just keep posting. And I listened to him. I just kept posting and posting and posting. And they were not that great haircuts. But right. people were like, oh, he's really grinding. Like, you know, we got to go see him. Like, mm -hmm. eventually people just start coming and coming and coming. And, like, my book just started filling up slowly by slowly. Like, slowly. And I was like... Yo, this is wild, like, from Instagram. Yeah. Like, I'm not really going out shaking hands It's like, as much as, like, barbers used to do back in the day. Mm -hmm. I'm literally just posting my haircuts, putting a simple caption, hashtag. Um, I feel like hashtags are a big thing with Instagram, too. Uh, if you're trying to get into a, a certain, um, if you're trying to market to a certain crowd, mm -hmm. then you need to use certain hashtags um, and location. Um, changing your location. I try to do like gyms, places that people like look to, like want to feel good, look good. Right. Um, restaurants, schools, like colleges, campuses. I tag like Temple sometimes on mm -hmm. my shit. Um, but yeah, bro. Like I try to like post as many like videos as I can because I know videos like it gets a lot of engagement. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of views, a lot of people commenting, and like the more engagement on your page, the more following you're gonna have the more following you're gonna have probably the more clientele you're gonna have you know mm -hmm. what i mean so i try to stay as consistent as i can with instagram because i feel like once i stop posting i don't really get as much in, like interaction on my page yeah but yeah i guess that's how i kind of approach instagram in a way that not many people do i feel yeah. like i see a lot of barbers they post once a week once every couple weeks or maybe a few times a week, whatever it is. But I say stay consistent and consistency will, consistency will always win. Mm. Like, bro, as I said, I started with seven, like 700 followers at least. And I got like over, a little over 4,000 now. Mm. And that's over what, four, four, a little over four years, I think. Yeah. Started at least in 2016. And that was in March, I think. So I will approach in five years Yeah. next month. So. You started. You started at. So you were like the last two years at the old location, or last one year. Um, the last 
Because I was looking at another thing. Uh, he started here in 2018, right? Yeah, because I saw, I saw Ty posted a picture, like the guy spray painting the octopus downstairs, mm-hmm. and I was like, that was 2018? That bro. feels like forever ago. 2018, I didn't, it's not that, doesn't feel that far away. Seriously, like, bro. Yeah, like, because then I think about it too, and I was like, oh, well, wasn't I here like summer 2019 or summer 2018? Like, mm-hmm. what, when did I move in here? Like, yeah. it all blurs together now. It feels like time such a shorter fast, time. Bro. Yeah. Time goes um, by really fast. Yeah. Like, yeah, I start, so I started at the old location, like, probably two years right before he uh, started this location. Well, it was kind of in the meantime between, <clears throat> actually, no, a year into me working there, he had started the shop up in, um, Langhorn Pearl. Yeah. The, uh, the, the salon. The area. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it was kind of in between there and here. Uh-huh. But, dude, I love that location, man. I had so yeah. many good times there. I love this location too. Yeah, I miss this, it, man. This one, this one's wild. Taking people in here, cause you, I, especially for me, cause like if it's somebody who's doing a podcast or something, I show them this entire barbershop, which looks massive compared yeah, to yeah. all other barbershops they see. And then yeah. they go up, and there's and a hair like, salon there's an upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Then they go, there's an there's upstairs. Upstairs. And then, and then I bring them up here. They're like, how far up are we going? Yeah. Like they start to get scared of heights. <laughs> it's like. And and then I show them this room. Is and there like, an elevator here? They're like, how is this here too? Like, I, I saw this building from the outside. It looks like a regular building. Like, why is there so many rooms here? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this location is pretty sweet. It's pretty yeah. different as far as barbershops go. Mm-hmm. What would you say is like the biggest difference between here and in the city? Um, it's a lot more people down there, bro. Yeah. Like a lot more people, a lot more restaurants, like more places that you can market yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um. Also, the but it's really aggressive down there. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I've been going there since I was a young teenager, skateboarding and stuff. So like, I'm used to the people down there being like, you know, yeah, the fuck you looking at, yeah, 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 come away. Like, yeah, I'm used to that. But like, it's different when you're when you're cutting hair down there. Because mm-hmm. bro, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. Go off topic for a second, but so I was cutting this dude. And I think it was my second time cutting them. And I get I get done like the uh the guidelines, you know what guideline is, right? Making like the line for the fade. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I start the guidelines and he's like he keeps like looking in the mirror, looking in the mirror, and I'm like, yeah, you know, like you alright? And he's like and he kept looking at me and like making weird faces and stuff and I'm like, Alright, whatever, like I'm not gonna mind him. So I keep doing the haircut. And I'm, I'm, like, fading it back or whatever. And he keeps looking over at – there's a bench in the corner of the barbershop. And he keeps looking over at his jacket, which is sitting on a bench. And the owner of the barbershop moved his jacket over to the uh, – like, so he could, like, kind of, like, sit, like, sideways a little bit. Right. And the dude, like, got, like, real mad about it. He's like, yo, you don't touch my fucking jacket. Like, he literally got out the chair to say, yo, don't touch my fucking jacket. Next time you gonna ask me, he's like, "What?" He's like, "Bro, I was just moving out of the way. Like it was just in the way. I'm just like trying to get it, so I don't get it dirty." And he's like, "Nah, man. Like that that man disrespectful. Like you don't know what's in my jacket, man. What the fuck, man?" Da, da, da. <laughs> Started going off. He said, "Look, bro, I'm like this is my shop. If something's in the way, I'm gonna move it out of the way." He said, "I'm not like like what are you trying to do here? Are you trying right. to scare me? Are you trying to threaten me?" And he was like, "All right." Whatever. <laughs> looked around the room and looked at the one barber 
and then looked at the other barber, and the, the other barber's like, yo, man, I don't like your tone of voice. And dude's like, huh? He's like, you heard me, bro. Like, you need to, like, calm down a little bit, man. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It ain't that deep. Sit down. And dude sits back down. And I'm, like, I'm, like, shaking at this <laughs> point, like, ready to, like, hit him. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's kind of disrespecting my boy. So he sits back down, and, and the barber straight directly across from me. He's like, yo, you got to. You gotta respect him, man. This is his shop. Like, if you know, if something's in the way or something's like out of place, he's right. gonna he's gonna say something. And he's like, whatever. Like, <laughs> and come kind of making like these weird like <laughs> weird gestures. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like, this dude's like acting super funny. Super you know what I'm weird. So I'm like, ah, uh, like I'm just gonna finish up his haircut. I'm gonna be professional. I'm not gonna say nothing. Like, cause I could have easily just been like. Fuck out my chair. I'm not cutting you no more. Right. Which I should have. So, I get done the haircut, and I, I hand him the mirror, and he goes, for a good two minutes, bro, looking at his hairline, right? And he goes, and he has, like, a super, like, thin hairline, and he's trying to get waves. You know what waves yeah, are, right? Yeah, yeah, So, it's super thin, and I'm, like, trying to keep it as heavy as I can on, on the, uh, the hairline area. Right. So, it looks more full. And he's like, yo, you think you could, like, push this back a little? I'm like, you want me to push you back, bro? That doesn't even make sense. Like, right. I said, look, I'm a professional. I do this every single day. I don't think it'll look good if I do that. I'm just giving him my honest opinion, right, my right. professional opinion. And he's like, whatever, man. And, like, gets up at the chair with the cape on. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, he's just walking out. Saying, yo, get, you, you got to sit back down, bro. I got to clean up your neck. And he's like, gets, like, mad that I'm. That I have to clean up his neck. Like, I don't is have this, to. Is this, like, his first time at a barbershop? Like, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but he, like, just was really thinking about that jacket. Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the whole time, like, he wanted to get up, grab his jacket, or go over there and fight the owner or whatever. Right. And I'm like, whatever. Like, so I just clean up his neck, get him out the chair. Dude doesn't say thank you. Doesn't dat me up. Nothing. I'm like, all right. He goes over to his jacket. Goes straight to the bathroom. Comes out the bathroom, right? Comes up to me. He goes, yo, I ain't paying for my haircut. I feel disrespecting this drawing. I ain't paying for this shit. And I'm like, I said, what? I said, what happened over there had nothing to do with me. I did my job, and I did it professionally. I didn't say anything to you. I think you should pay me. And he was like, nah, I ain't paying. And he, like, reached oh, for his, his waist, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, whatever, bro. Like, I'm not going to risk my life over a haircut. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. really? Well, you got a gun. You're going to shoot me over a haircut? <laughs> so that was my first, like, kind of, like, weird thing to happen to me in the city. So. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, it's been pretty chill, bro. Yeah. I mean, that, that dude, was a weird situation. Though, that bro. dude was trying to start something. Yeah, he. I feel like he walked in there wanting to start beef with one of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, it, and if you really are, like, carrying something in your jacket or something, you're not going to bring attention to the fact that you are. That you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. if somebody moves your jacket, you're not going to be like, yo, don't touch my jacket. Yeah. I would be like, if they, if they, if this dude was for real, like, because dude's obviously, like, fucking trying to start something. But if he was for real, he would have been like, yo, can I, can I get up and get my jacket real quick? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, true. it's, yeah. He could have just hung it up in the first place. And also nothing, that. And nothing would yeah. happen. Or, or fucking. We have a coat hanger, bro. <laughs> like, come on, dog. Yeah, what do you do? Throw it on a chair? So just like. It was on the bench. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
Dude, stop doing that. Yeah. For anybody that's listening to this and you put your jacket on the chair instead of the coat hanger, yeah, do better, guys. Do better, please. Especially because everyone's going to walk in with a coat on. It's fucking freezing outside. Like Everybody Seriously. throws one on the bench. Nobody can sit down. And Yeah, and now there's going to be no room for anyone to sit. Yeah. And if you sit on someone's, you know, say they got tasty cakes in the pocket. <laughs> now they're that's, squished. That's what that dude was worried about. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yo, dude, I got my fucking, uh, fucking, what are they, the the crimpets in my pocket. Don't bust up my crimpets, dude. <laughs> That'd be so yo, funny if he got up and said that. <laughs> don't bust my crimpets, Yo, I feel, I feel disrespected. <laughs> my crimpets were crushed. I'm not paying you. <laughs> Yo, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I would've been like, "Yo, you know what? I'll I'm pay, giving you I'm a free pay haircut. for your haircut." Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Yo, that is that is crazy different though, and I'm sure I'm sure he probably tries to pull that at every new barber shop he yeah, goes to. Probably it's crazy because um, the owner Trozy, the dude he said, "Don't touch my jacket." Too, he was like crossing the street one day. A guy's going to get his car, like moving his car, and he said he saw the dude, and he was sitting in his car, like just growing him, like. He's like, yeah, dude, like, what is this dude like really doing? Like, yeah, it's so weird. Come on, bro, get a life. He definitely Find a new barbershop. Um, where exactly is the barbershop? You said it's in like Third Street, right? L- Northern Liberties. It's uh, on Second Street. Second Street. Second and Brown. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice, pretty nice area. Yeah, no. yeah. Northern Liberties is. But some weird up, right? things happen around there, dude. Yeah. Like people always think like they're like, oh, it's you live in a nice area. I'm like, yeah, but you don't realize like. Bad things happen in good areas too, yeah. bro. It's a couple blocks outside of a outside of it's a bad area mm-hmm. too. Like mm-hmm. that, but that could be said about like any neighborhood in yeah. Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Right across Gerard, right? Badlands, right. right there. That's North Philly. Yeah, I mean technically we're in North Philly, but North Philly's fucking huge, huge now. Edge, <laughs> yeah, um, that's crazy. How like. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, like business wise, more people, more more cuts. Your book grow as soon as you get, went down there. Um, not as soon as I went down there. Kind of took a little bit. A little because, settling in. Yeah, okay. because obviously, you know, all my clientele was around here. Right. So I pretty much told everybody, like, look, if you can't make it down here, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend anyone at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all my homies, you know. Um, but yeah, once I got down there, I just. Did what I did at least, dude. I just took what he said and used it down there. Post, 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 post. I'm really focusing a lot more on, on like, lineups. Because mm-hmm. I, I noticed in Philly, like, they get, like, super sharp. Like, them lineups are, like, immaculate. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the barbers down there. Not right. them, but Yeah, what, what's that like? What's the competition-wise, like, in the city compared to here? Because if there's more people... You'd imagine there's more competition too, right? Yeah. People always talk about competition when it comes to barbering. Yeah. I never really look at competition. Like, yeah. Like, I used to listen to Tuan all the time. Like, I'm not worried about oh, so-and-so across the street. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, and they're going to keep doing what they do. I can get a client that lives in New Jersey while well, you're getting clients that live around here. Mm-hmm. And it works both ways. Right. There's enough people in Philadelphia to have every barber booked and even outside the city booked. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so there's enough people to feed us all. So there should never be any type of competition. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's a few barbershops around our way, but they don't really, like, do what we do. It's mainly, like, 
traditional style, like yeah, older man man cuts. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Scissor cuts, simple taper, like not even skin taper, just a simple one, maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, I don't really, I don't really see like competition, bro. Yeah, you I mean, mean? I, I yeah, I talked about this on that on the podcast multiple times before. That was one of the things that turned me on the most to lace when mm-hmm. I came in here was that yeah. it wasn't a competitive mm-hmm. atmosphere. Which, not to say that I had experiences with like a competitive barbershop before, because I didn't. But I just was like struck by that by the fact that you guys like upped each other mm-hmm. on cots rather mm-hmm. than the other way around. And like, yeah. it seems like you got a similar thing going on with you and the barbers there too, where yeah. like more of a team atmosphere mm-hmm. for the most part it um, seems like it sometimes it doesn't because people are working on appointments like they're mainly appointment based so yeah we don't really like we get walk-ins but it's like very very like um what's it called very rare now yes yeah. obviously with covid but right i, I would just throw it to them you yeah know i mean like well, i'm i'm good that, i'm letting you build your book that's a testament to instagram though too where people are really not just driving down the street looking for a barbershop and then going in you know what yeah. i mean they're more they're really looking for a barber now. yeah or, or especially because you get the you get the security to know that you have an appointment and can go and you're gonna get your hair cut you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. people aren't like twan said this all the time too people aren't taking saturday morning off and sitting in a barbershop for three hours mm. to get a cut you know what i mean like that's just not really happening anymore like you know, you get those weeks like Thanksgiving or before it's crazy Christmas. that used to happen. Yeah, like like often. Yeah, you know what I mean. And now it's like it's rare. It's someone sitting in there for over an hour. Yeah, there's also I imagine back then. I mean, like you said, it was traditional barbers too. But like there weren't as many people cutting hair. You know, so there's maybe a couple people in your town who cut hair, and you had to go to those two guys. Mm-hmm. So like they couldn't cut 200 people in a day, kind it's of true. thing. Yeah. Nowadays. There's a lot more kids that are getting into barbering and who like yeah. and are interested in cutting it. their friends and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, I mean, that's built up over since Twan was young till now and mm. bigger than ever probably. But yeah, it's always interested in me too because it's like, um, it's like a similar line to like screen printing or any kind of printing or embroidery stuff where like it's it's a job like it's a straight up job people need it people need you to do stuff for it but it yeah. also has this creative element to it mm-hmm. you know what i mean which yeah. is different than a lot of jobs you can get out there yeah, yeah. this is i think why a lot of people want to get into barbering or mm-hmm. stuff like that because like it's got a little bit of creativity in it and most of the people who come in have some background in that yeah but also you know it's steady and it's a job and you yeah. can work at it and get better and you don't have to be like super artistic to be a barber right like, right i mean it definitely plays a big part. It helps, yeah. I know, well, I don't know personally, but I know there is barbers out there that are not that great that are booked. Yeah. You know, booked two months in advance, like doing simple men's cuts. Mm-hmm. Just old, older men, like. Yeah. It's well, crazy. There's that, yeah. I mean, there's an aspect of just like, um, I mean, you, you, you talked about that one story with that guy, but like you at least still treated that guy like good. You know what I mean? Like even though he's, a, he's a piece of shit. A fuck up of a client, but like, <laughs> you treat everybody like that, or better than that. Yeah. That's what also keeps people coming back to your chair Thanks. too. Like, yeah, they're gonna say, "Yo, his customer service is crazy." Yeah, because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not heavily scrutinizing my haircut. Like, mm. I haven't, I clearly haven't got a haircut in months. Like, I'm not the biggest into that. I know that there are people who are who are like really, really particular with how they get their haircut and mm. who they go to and. 
a lot of it's just familiarity, you know what I mean? Yeah. You are the guy, you like how he does it, keep going to him. But um, that customer service is so much more important. Like the talk, like the talk of a barber is, for me at least, like I don't talk a lot to the barber, but if I do, I hope that's a good conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like you're pestering me with like a bunch of questions. Yeah, like yeah. I went to haircutter and I'm six uh-huh. and they're like, what do you do at school? What do you yeah, do at school? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I, you cut my hair. Yeah. I don't know. It sucks because sometimes I'm trying to make conversation with somebody when they're a new client. Uh-huh. Exactly. And they're yeah. just like, they're trying to like say pretty much piss off. Like yeah. they'll be on their phone or like whatever. It's like, damn, like, yeah. I feel like I'm not a part of society. Now. Like, <laughs> you don't even want to give me a conversation. Right. I'm dedicating a whole hour to your, to your hair. Yeah. Like you could at least give me some kind of conversation. Especially if you're first couple times in. Yeah. Unless you have a really dry, like sense of humor or like just mm-hmm. super like boring. Like to, then don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm not the type of person. I'm very outgoing. Like I like joking. I can be serious sometimes, but you ever had somebody come in and, and, be so funny that you got distracted. Yes. I didn't get to their hair. Many times. <laughs> Not didn't get to their hair, but it will take me longer. Yeah. yeah. It's happened a lot. And guys here will, will definitely <laughs> vouch for that one. Like, I remember um, Tuan and AD and a couple other people. Excuse me for that. Um, a couple other people used to be like, dude, why you take so long on haircuts? And I'm like, no, dude, I like taking my time. Right. Like, What's the big deal? And they're like, well, you can do a lot more haircuts in a day if you, you know, you spit up your time a little bit. I'm like, well, I just don't like to be a speedy barber. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but damn close to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I see a haircut, like, I want to make sure everything is in place. Like, mm-hmm. and also I like to joke around. So that's what takes me the extra, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes sometimes. Yeah. Because I'm just sitting there talking or joking or. Yeah, doing something funny. Yeah, and that's that's like I, I said, I don't not super scrutinizing my haircut, but like same thing with when I go get my haircut. Like I don't get it cut a lot, so when I do, I'm cool with sitting there for 45 minutes. Like mm-hmm. I don't it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, especially like the first couple times I went to Lace because it was like an experience. It was like oh, true, this place is something different. Like yeah. I didn't know that I was gonna do all this, mm-hmm. and that's probably why I was so interested at the beginning because I knew that like down the road this is gonna, you know help me do things I want to do but yeah. just back then it was just like a cool atmosphere you had something on the TV had you know especially the old place and just like yeah. it was very chill thing mm-hmm. you know um, so yeah I don't time don't really bother me like that especially it if I, bother me either especially if I know like as long as my haircut looks good yeah as long as the guy the barber's there he starts cutting me and finishes, as, <laughs> finishes it eventually I mean <laughs> we're good yeah. you know um, <laughs> just just Take your time, man. I don't care if it's done by eight o'clock. Yeah, I'll zone out, dude. I, if I if I might fall asleep in the chair though. <laughs> um, I've done that a few times, bro. Yeah, you ever just been like real tired and you're getting haircut oh, yeah. and you're just like your head just like bobbing around? Well, like. it's bad too because I gotta take my glasses off. So as soon as I take my glasses off, it's like, oh my god, I can't see anything. Oh shit! So then you have to close your oh, eyes yeah. pretty much. The the best is when the your eyes that their eyes that bad. They're not good. They're not very like I can. Uh, <laughs> I can read play here, but I can't read. I know what it says, but I can't read what's above it. What, this? Yeah. If I didn't know what that said, that, like that big play no, right I here. I see play. I see play here, but I can't see the one right above it. Oh. I, I know it's benefits 
older Pennsylvania. You're talking about benefi- benefits yeah. older Pennsylvania. If I took that off, I, I couldn't see it from the distance. Wow. So it's, it's honestly, though, crazy. it's not that. So you, so you definitely, my eyes it's not even that bad. You definitely though. can't read the bottom. Oh, no. Man. No. No. It, honestly, I can read them. I can't even tell if there's text there, to be honest with you. What? Yeah. Must be 18 years old or older to play. Please play responsibly. Um, my eyes is not even that bad. Like, compared mm-hmm. to most people, but not, not most people, people who have, like, bad eyesight yeah yeah mine's a pretty low prescription really yeah wow um god bless you man but yeah so barb will spin me around the chair and be like how's the back look i'll be like yeah hey, ah, looks shit, good but she I looks can't fire <laughs> <laughs> she looks fire and then i go i'm like does it look good and they're like yeah could you take a picture for me real quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah could you text that to me real quick <laughs> so uh so you also helped me out being my skater in my video yeah. from January. Um, yeah, we were, uh, so from the very beginning, we were kind of, we, I was set on having it in Temple somewhere mm-hmm. and I wasn't really sure. And then I, I was looking into like just Temple related stuff online and I was like, man, there's a lot of skate videos coming out of Temple. There's a lot of skaters there. And I was like, I feel like that has something to do with it. And it kind of began to mesh with like this whole uh, something better than school mentality it was like, oh, well, skaters are kind of like anti-school in general. Like they they fit, fall on that like counterculture type vibe, rebels. Yeah, that rebel <laughs> vibe. Yeah. And so, um, Justin cooked up that beat for me. I was like, man, this is really good. Like this fits with like a grungy like skate mm. like city vibe. I was like, this is gonna work out good. Yeah. And then I posted up. Kind of remind um, me of a Kanye beat. It is. Uh, well, now the 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 lyrics are from. Um, graduation day oh so it was yeah yeah okay the 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 vocals and then the the guitar which you can't even really tell it's a guitar sean can you pull up that video the the guitar is a cobain riff um that he just like fucked with kurt cobain that one yeah um and then there's something else in there too he he, there's drums from something else too i think um but anyway so i you can hear the guitar the best at this I, I love this part. He just throws me a t-shirt and I just throw <laughs> <it off. laughs> And then I just dust, dust my shoulders off. When you're feeling like a pimp, go on, dust your shoulders off. Ew. You saw that, Mom? <laughs> jo- Josh made everyone look great in this video. Seriously. Except that three show, bro. What was that? You tell me, dude. Dude, I had a better one. <laughs> I he's had a probably in here. We mined so uh, many clips from this day. Tad in here. I think I did like a few other ones that were like better, better than that three shelf too. Oh, I didn't make the cut on this one. I was supposed to ollie onto that ledge and then ride by. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't make that cut. Josh never even showed me that one. I don't even know if I saw it. <sighs> Come on, Josh. Maybe he didn't get it. I was supposed to be a, st- <laughs> I was supposed to be a star on this video.
<laughs> I love that part. I just threw the book. <laughs> that was great. That was a good idea. <laughs> Being goofy as hell. That is Sean. Hey. Hey. Oh, yeah. I just noticed that, like, it said, you know, uh, thank you for lending your skating skills. I read it, like, last week or two weeks ago or something like that. And I'm like, oh, he really put time into this, bro. <laughs> Yeah, we tried to give everyone a personalized letter. Was it was like, fun writing them after the fact when, pe- when people started buying from the collection because yeah. it was like uh, I was really sitting there thinking like, oh, man, what should I write to this person? Like super thankful that they bought one something, but like what do I say personal to them? Yeah, yeah. I tried to come up with something for everybody. And yeah, that was cool, man. It came out pretty dope. I yeah. felt very special. <laughs> well, you, you were because we, we were like a couple days out from the shoot when we were like, we, we need a skater in this. We're going to go down the temple. Why didn't you ask me like a month ago or a month before that? I meant. No, I didn't ask you like a month. That no, I'm saying, a... why didn't you? Oh, why didn't I? Because I asked I asked Ethan for some skating recommendations and he sent me some people and one mm. dude got back to me mm-hmm. and was like, and was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. This has been this. Yeah. And then the week before he's like, oh, Flake. he's like, oh, I'm moving to Ethan. And Flake. he didn't even answer me. So we completely flaked on us. I was like, we gotta get great to do this and i'm like fucking why did i go with him for the first place like, i didn't even know this other guy yeah so, like, i literally live like five minutes it from could, 10 it minutes could have been like a total disaster and now i realize that and i'm like man that thank god he flaked like so, yeah. who knows what could have happened there like i don't know um could have broke his leg on the way over and i wasn't even i wasn't even honestly dead set on it being at cecil either when we went down there like I was kind of like, hey, Josh, like, scout out some locations. Maybe it's cool. Ethan said we should go down to Cecil and Broad, check it out maybe. Mm. And then we were at the rec center, and you, you talked about people yelling at us. We were, we were, we went up on the rec center where there's that track that goes around the whole rec center, and uh, we just, like, set up, and Josh was, like, setting up his little rig and stuff, and some dude comes by. He's like, yo. He was, like, he was, like running that track. We're like, what? He was like, that's my stuff. And we're, like, seriously, <laughs> we're seriously, like, 10 feet from him. He's like, don't touch my stuff. I'm like... <laughs> No one's touching your stuff. It's like a fucking water bottle and his, his house keys. I don't fucking care. And and we were all just like looking at each other like, this guy for real? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, what? I didn't fuck with any of his stuff. Like, I didn't even touch anything. So aggressive for no reason. I was like, this is so weird. He's like, he's like, he's like, we were like, we're, we're going to get out of here. He's like, all right. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, so I was like, yeah, we should go over there and then. It just worked out that, that that place was perfect for yeah. the whole vibe and the video. Yeah, it was good. I'm I'm glad that we went to Cecil because I, I, I mean, I grew up going to Cecil. Yeah. Like going there, skating flat. We would warm up there, then take it like throughout Temple campus, then go to go to uh, Three Block. I don't know if you ever heard of Three Block. No. Nah. Right on Gerard. There was a school called, uh, what was it? Gerard College, I think it was. Okay. They knocked yeah, it down like, I've heard of like that. pretty recently and made this big temple building or whatever. Uh-huh. But it used to be like a spot where all the scares would meet up and there was like a big it was like a big three stair. And we would skate that. There was like ledges, like there was big blocks. That's why I call it three block. Mm-hmm. Like they're going all the way up, so you could do like a trick on like a uh, it was like a ledge and there was a drop. Yeah. And then it was like a big like probably like 100 feet, maybe 150 feet long, so you could do a trick in between and then a trick down the three block. And then there was, like, a rail in the back. We would take from there. We would go to uh, UPenn. We would go to Drexel. We would go everywhere, bro. Like, yeah. 
back then, dude. I don't know how my legs survived it back then. Cause <laughs> I'm like 12, 13 years old, and we're pushing like 20 miles like yeah. on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like just to skate throughout the city. That's pretty dope, though. I take mean, the train down there. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun, man. All day thing. Is that how 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 late into like skating was that? Like you um, just picked up skating right before that? Yeah, probably like when I was like when I got into it, I was probably around twelve. Okay. When when I first got my when I got my first skateboard, I was probably maybe seven. But I didn't really like do any tricks on it. I was just like, oh, this is cool. I got it from like my best friend at the time. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I'd ride it. Like, it was like a Toys R Us board. Like, nothing, nothing <laughs> right, crazy. Right, you know right. what I mean? So, I was like, yeah, this is all right. And it had plastic wheels. Like, it was the grip tape was fucking terrible. I'm like, all right, like whatever. Like, I'll put this away. And because uh, I liked playing sports growing up, like I liked playing soccer, basketball, football. I couldn't really afford many many sports. My mom really could only afford maybe like soccer for me and my brothers, which even that was kind of a little expensive for yeah because it was me my two brothers and my two sisters so like and we all had our own kind of thing like my sisters did dance we did soccer so she was just like all over the place all the time right. i felt bad um what was i just talking about though skating oh skating. so yeah so around in first grade i got my first skateboard and then i kind of put it off to the side for a while played soccer for the next six years seven years and i was like then i picked up a real skateboard like, I went to the skate shop and, like, picked mm-hmm. out, like, whatever board I wanted. Like, What was your first board then? It was a G-Spot G spot skate shop board. I don't know G-spot. if anybody remembers that, but there's, like, an OG skate shop in uh, Fairless Hills. It was, okay. like, a little purple building. Dude, it was so cool. You would walk in. There would be a dude at the counter on the left-hand side. He would just be like, yo, what's up, homie? <laughs> and, and then you're walking, whatever. And, dude, you just had this nice aroma. Like, it was like a vanilla scent. Like, that's how you know you're there. You know what I mean? You're home. You go downstairs, and there's, like, shoes, like, on the wall. There's boards on the wall. Like, there's a little skate, like, a little counter. They would set up your board right there. It was just so cool, like, the whole, like, process, putting your board together. Like, right. It was like customizing your own your own thing, you know what I mean? So that was really fun to me when I was when I was young. And uh yeah, so around twelve like twelve to thirteen. It was like I think fifth grade going into sixth grade, that's when I got like heavy into skateboarding because mm-hmm. I started to learn how to do like an Ollie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I Ollied and then when I first got into sixth grade, that's when I learned how to kick flip. Or it took me like close to a year to learn how to do a kick a kick flip. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think like, "Oh, that like you can do that like so easily." It's like, bro, like this took a long time. Like, yeah, it was like barbering. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But once I learned how to kickflip, it was like it was a rat from there. Like, I learned how to do so many different tricks from not being afraid to learn how to do the kickflip. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I still remember that day, bro, when I did that kickflip. I was out front of my house, and I got so fucking happy. I landed it. And I rode away, and I was like, my eyes got, like, super bright. Like, I was like, oh, my God. I went inside, and I like, ran throughout my house. And I told, I was screaming, Mom, Mom, I just, I just, <laughs> I just did my first kickflip. <laughs> I was so hyped, bro. But from then on out, man, just kind of just kept skating, like, just learning tricks and just, like, just loved every single minute of it because it was, like, 
you know, sports like bro, you have to listen to your coach. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's no like, no, I'm not listening. To you, you, you're not telling me what to do today, coach. Like, right, right. No, you're you're listening. Yeah. You have to be part of the team. Yeah, Skateboarding yeah, yeah. is an individual thing. It's a creativity. It's a really creative type of another art form. I would say, you know what I mean. So many different variations that you can do with skateboarding, bro. Like, yeah, bro, skateboarding is just my roots. Like, yeah, for I'm sure. so like, people hear me talk about it, and I feel like they're probably like, this dude's a fucking, he's corny. Like, he all he talks about is how old is he? Like, and he's yeah. still talking about skateboarding, bro. How old is Tony Hawk? <laughs> <laughs> how old is Tony Hawk? And he still loves skateboarding like yeah. a little kid. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, bro, like. That was just my, my, my life, bro. Once I realized, like, I wasn't going to go pro with it, that was, like, I was, like, I got real, like, upset about that. I was, like, that was, like, my dream growing up, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like damn, I got to get a job now? God, <laughs> sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, that pretty much kind of ended my, my good times. I still, like, would go out, like, as much as I could, but... It was not as much as when I was younger, man. And I get jealous of people that can skate every day and get to, you know, hang out with their homies. Because really, the best part about skateboarding, I think, is hanging out with your homies. Like, it's not only you're having fun, but you're having fun with your homies, which is kind of like a team almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just the same thing with team sports where, like, yeah, yeah, football practice, whatever, playing games is fun. People watching you play games is fun, but, like, I take another practice where we do nothing the entire day where I just fuck around on the sideline mm-hmm. over all of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the best part. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I hear you for sure. Yeah, it's all about having fun, bro. Yeah. That's, I mean, so, okay, so how do you, so you realize you got to get a job, but you talked about how creativity was within skateboarding. Mm-hmm. How long between that and finding barbering? Like, what? what's, what's the trajectory from there um and were you doing anything else creatively like i really loved art like Uh growing like growing up going going to uh school and stuff i mean i just loved art class bro i loved painting i loved shading like yeah and shading and fading is like the same pretty much when you think about it so like those went hand in hand i'm like one day i was thinking about this is after i graduated high school and everything like i'm like i've shaved my head before like no guard just and it was longer than than this. <laughs> just randomly. Like, I just told my friend, like, yo, I'm about to shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> like, people always just like, dude, like, he's so, like, different. Like, yeah. Why, why are you, do, like, why did you do that? I don't know. Right. I mean, it grows back. It's hair. You yeah. know what I mean? Same fearlessness as the kickflip. Exactly. Yeah. So, Damn, I always get off topic, topic bro. You're on talking about. <laughs> you can go. We can go anywhere you want what, with this podcast. What was I just going with? Oh, uh, the art, the art, the art. Yeah. So, yeah. So I loved art growing up, and once you know, once I graduated high school, well, right before I graduated high school, running back a little bit, I was in graphic design, and I was pretty much doing like what you're doing, you know, yeah, like creating yeah. like images on the computer, and I made some T-shirts, which was pretty cool. I put like a uh, I don't know if you ever heard of it Baker Baker skateboards, Baker. So yeah. I made my own like Baker shirts. I yeah, gave yeah. a couple to my homie, whatever. Not and that was fun. I liked I liked doing that type of stuff. I did photography. I think photography like goes hand in hand with barbering too. Like you gotta take photos of your work. You gotta take videos of your work to get yourself out there. 
So, yeah, so a year after I graduated, one day I was bored at my house. And, like, my sister does hair also. So she had, like, a, a bag that she had, like, clippers and shears and combs and all types of stuff. And, like, one day I'm just, like, sitting there with my homie and we were just hanging out. And I'm like, yo, can I cut your hair, bro? I cut, I think I could do it. Like, and I don't know if you know Nick Hiley. He uh he actually did some of the graffiti in the shop oh, downstairs cool. with like with like some of his friends. Mm-hmm. He inspired me. He probably like didn't even know like when I was like growing up because I would go to him, and he was kind of like a skateboarder too. So I kind of like it's like weird to to put into words, but you ever like see somebody do something and you're like if they can do it, I, I can do it. Yeah, like, definitely. So I was like, you know what? Let me give it a try. So I cut his hair. And it didn't turn out that bad, so I took a photo, I put it on Facebook, whatever, and obviously I had a few people, like, you know, jabbing at me or whatever, and I'm used to it. Um, <laughs> and it's like, whatever, and, like, they were like, oh, did you trace the old lines? I'm like, man, come on, bro, give me a break, bro. I, I, I did my best. I, I did a fade, which I thought was pretty good, and <laughs> the lineup wasn't terrible. Like, looking back on it, it looks bad to me now. But right, like, yeah, sure. It wasn't like a pushback or, like, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like this. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like a square, you know? So I did my best, and from there on, from there on out, I just kind of just kept doing it. Like, not aggressively, but slowly, like, doing free haircuts. And then maybe, like, a year or so went by, and I'm like, you know what, dude, like, I'm tired of doing this for free, bro. I bought these. I just had bought clippers. I bought a mirror. Like, I bought a chair. Oh, I put it all in my basement. Because before that, I was cutting people's hair in my in my kitchen, on the toilet, upstairs in the bathroom. Like, I'm not trying to clean up that anymore, dude. I'm trying to, like, keep it, like, in one spot. So, that's when I bought a, a chair and a mirror and all that. And, you know, barbicide jar, like... I was looking up everything you needed for, for barbering, and I was just, like, super excited about it. And I just kept cutting and cutting and cutting. And low-key, I think my my mom, like, didn't really, like, like it at first because it was hair everywhere and stuff. But once she saw that I really liked it, I think that's when she was like, all right, like, I'm going to let him whatever do his thing. Because yeah. Eleni, my sister, did it too. So she was like, all right, whatever. But my dad, on the other hand, he would come downstairs, and he worked night shift, and most of the time when I would be cutting people's hair, he would come downstairs and, like, say goodnight or whatever, and he'd be like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you cutting? I'm like, I don't know. I like cutting hair. Just, I, I like doing it, Dad. I don't know. And he's like, <laughs> he would just laugh. And I'm like, why is that funny? Jeez. And he's like, I don't know. I just, I didn't think you, you do this. And I'm like. I don't know. I like cutting hair, man. Like, you're like, what? and then you walk out, and he, just all the time he would be like, like kind of almost seemed like he was like low key hating on me, like he didn't want to see me do that for right. my career. Like he wanted, I feel like he wanted to see me do what he does in a restaurant business, and I was I was already doing that when I was fifteen, sixteen. I hated it, bro. Night shift diner sucked. Yeah. Going back to to barbering, man. Like, once I charged five dollars, then I was like, all right, let me see seven. 
let me see, 10. I would just like keep going up slowly a couple dollars. And I was really only cutting like a few people at the time. Like cut like three of my friends, I think, and mm-hmm. my little brother. And at this point, I didn't even know who Tuan was, bro. You know what I mean? And I was like, <clears throat> one day I was thinking about it. I was working at a, a car a car dealership. Well, it wasn't a dealership. It was a liquidation center. And I was an assistant photographer there. So this dude, Jim, he taught me a lot about a lot about photography and stuff while I was there, which was cool. I learned about a lot about cars while I was there. So I was getting a little bit of experience with the, the photography side and, you know, just messing around with cars, obviously. And uh, what's it called? I was cutting people's hair on break. Like on Friday, we would get like a, an hour break and I would try to squeeze in two people in that in that, uh, that time period. And I would go to people's houses. Like I would drive their house, cut their hair at their house. And this was in New Jersey, bro. So I'm driving to New Jersey, which is like, you know, maybe like an hour away, South Jersey. And then drive an hour back here, and dude, it was so exhausting. I was like, dude, I need a, I need a break from this, man. Like, I need to figure out, like, I need to do something because I can't just be driving to Jersey every single day. Like, yeah. it's getting tiring, bro. Like, I'm literally falling asleep at the wheel. Like, that's not good. Right. And I'm not really getting paid that well to be doing what I'm doing. So, I'm talking to the, uh, so the one photographer left. The next photographer, he was really cool too. Like we, we, I get along with like pretty much every, anybody. As long as you don't get on my nerves, <laughs> we'll get along. But this dude, Mike, he was like, I was telling him one day, I'm like, yo, bro, like, I want to start like being, I want to be a barber. And he's like, why don't you do it then? I'm like, I don't know, I'm, I don't know how to go about it. Like you can go to barber school, like I, I don't know how to. He's like, well, figure it out, bro. Like I don't know, you'll figure it out one of these days. And he let me cut his hair, like, here and there, and, like, he had another barber and stuff, but, like, he kept, like, pushing me to, to do this, you know? So, the one day, oh, in, in between this time, I went to Lace for the first time, and I had, like, real, real long hair at first, and I would just tie it up in, like, a bun or whatever, and Tuan gave me, like, a little taper or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so fresh. I was like, oh, yeah. And dude was mad cool. Like, I was like, man, this dude, Tuan, like, he's cool as hell. Like, yeah. So... My and my brother went there too. He would go to Omar, I think. And after he after I messed up his hair, man, times <laughs> he, he turned to you was like, "Oh, this is how a hair supposed to look." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> yeah, that was funny, man. It was it was very like uh, it hurt me, yeah. but it was kind of humbling in a way because it's like, all right, like this made me want to go a little harder, like because now my brother doesn't even want to get a free haircut behind me. Come on now. <laughs> So, um, what's it called? So, yeah, in the meantime of me working at this spot, I think I was working at a deli when I first started going to Laced. And then I got the job at the uh, the, the auto lender place. And I think I, I texted him one day. And I texted this other dude. goes by the name of uh, C-Web. You, you heard of C-Web? He was like, he used to be like super nice, like back in the day. And then like, what, what's up with him? Anymore? I Webstar, think he's actually Webstar? in jail now. Nah, nah, not Webstar. Yeah. His name is C Web. Corey Webb, I think his name was. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't, probably shouldn't mention any names on here. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to edit it out because I don't know C Web. <laughs> I, I remember I didn't say it, C Web. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry if I'm mentioning your name, but what I'm trying to get at is I asked him for an apprenticeship 
and he was like, "Oh, I got you as soon as I'm done with this other dude, whatever." And I was like, "I was like, all right, cool." And uh, he said, "I said, well, well when's that? Because I wanted to do this shit ASAP. You know what I mean? I wasn't trying to like wait around for someone else to be done an apprenticeship. I'm right? Like, Come on, man. Was, that could take years, couldn't it? And he's like, "Nah." He's like, oh, "It'll be like another like five, six months." And I'm like, "All still right." A while. I guess he was. It's still a while. Yeah. I'm like, "Dude, I'm tired of the job now. Like, I want to leave this shit now." Right. So. I wait, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm like, dude, you know what? I'm going to ask this, this other dude, because I knew that, that this dude did apprenticeships through somebody else. Like, someone was like, oh, yeah, C-Web signed my hours. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I don't know what that means, but, you know, if that's how I get my my out, license yeah. and how I get started in a barbering career, then I'm going to go do that. Yeah. So I heard something, something bad happened with him. I'm not going to mention it. He was uh, he was out of the equation, so I'm like, all right. Well, and I knew this other dude, Tuan. I didn't know him well. I only been to him like a few times. My brother like been to the shop a bunch of times, but I'm just gonna throw a shot into the in the dark, man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I texted him like, Yo, man, um, what do you think about me doing an apprenticeship with you, or whatever? Or I I asked for. I forget how I asked him, whatever, and he didn't respond to me for like a month, bro. And I'm like, like I'm chewing one out, like, oh man, like I'm telling this dude I'm working with, I'm like, bro, like he ain't, he ain't gonna answer, like I don't know, like maybe he doesn't, doesn't fuck with me like that, I don't know, man, because I'm just like this skater punk kid, like, right? He probably didn't even think I was serious at the time, which I didn't even know if I was serious. I was like, if, if this is what's gonna get out of me, terrible jobs, then this is what I want. You know what I'm saying? So, he finally texted me back the one day. Like, I think he just said, like, hit me up or some shit. Like, texted me, like, hit me up. And I was at, I was at work at this time. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I got so excited, bro. I literally started jumping there. I'm like, dude, dude, he texted me back. He texted me back. I'm like, what do I say? He's like, dude, call him. And I'm like, all right. So, I'm like, <laughs> almost shaking and shit. And I'm like, all right, what do I, what do I say? What do I say? All right, just be cool. I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? You told me to hit you up. He's like, yeah, bro. Like, he's like, yo, you serious about cutting hair? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I think so. Like, I, I was unsure, so I was kind of like, eh. and he's like, he's like, bro, like, you gotta be like 100% sure on this, like, before you take that leap. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, all right, I feel yeah, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. And at this point, like, he's giving me kind of confidence. Like, he's yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah. like, you either want this or you don't. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right. I'm like, yo, when can when can you talk? When are you free to talk? And he's like, he's like, when can you talk? And I'm like, Psh, I can be there as soon as I leave work here. So he's like, all right, cool. I'll see you then. Like, all right. So <laughs> at at the time, I was uh, I was driving some fucking hoopties, bro. <laughs> I drove a uh, a CRV that was like fucking dude, super beat up. Oh my god, they used to call it the John Deere. AD used to call it the John Deere because that shit was so loud. <laughs> Yo. So, yeah, I was, I was driving that John, and it, like, I forget what happened. I think it got in an accident. Like, someone rear-ended me or something like that. And it was, like, getting fixed. So, like, my dad was driving that. And he was like, you can drive my Mercedes in the meantime. And I'm like, okay. And keep in mind, this is a 1982 Mercedes, bro. <laughs> A four-speed diesel. <laughs> Yo, this shit, it was just probably just as loud as that CRV. But, dude, it was like. <laughs> like, 
like so loud when I'm switching gears, bro. And I'm trying to go as fast as I can down 295 in Jersey to get to Twan. And I'm probably only going like 40 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the right-hand lane because like I knew people was going to be passing. You know what I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I finally pulled up and I talked to him. And like literally, I think it was like that week I quit my job and I started. I was like, dude, like yeah. I'm a barber now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm barber and I got to go 100% now because I'm not going back to a normal job. You know what I mean? It's not happening for me, bro. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. People, I I have a similar Tuan story, and I think it's it's a testament to him that, like, I think Tuan's, Tuan is always willing to give people a chance. You know what I mean? But he always says that same and thing. And I love him for that, bro. He always says that same thing. He's like, you either want it or you don't. Yeah. Like, it, yep. it, he, he'll, he'll, he'll just as easily go, like, all right, well, he's done with it. As he will be like, all right, go go take a chance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he has that that you know calmness about like where when people come and go kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, they're gonna find out. They're gonna find out if they can work. They're yep. gonna find out if they can keep up. They like, gonna find out if they're ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick too. Yeah, and but that I mean, that's what got half you guys started. You know what I mean? Seriously. Like like and and you a lot of you did pick it up and yeah. just and just run with it and like. Part of me, part of my thing too, is I'm in a similar boat where like I don't want to do anything else other than what I'm doing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that that be, it becomes like, all right, well, how do you make it work? Like, you know, what what has to be done? Like, yeah. you got to pick up the Instagram, you got to pick up, you know, cutting seven days a week, like whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, I see, I'd you would be there later than I was when I when I started here. Yeah, like, I would say till like eight, nine, yeah. ten o'clock sometimes. I, I would come down and you'd be t- you'd be turning the lights out. And like leaving, and I'm like, oh shit, all right, he's here too. Yeah. Um, still doing it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a grind, but it's it's. I heard I was listening to another podcast. Um, shout out the Shaco Art Space podcast. They were talking about um, they're both fine artists, or one of them's a fine artist, one of them's a designer. But he was talking about how um, you know, people go into creative fields or like step out of like a regular day job expecting like not to work you know what i mean like yeah. oh i'm doing this so that i don't have to have a job mm. and he was like yeah you don't have a nine to five but you have like a like grind 24 7 you have like a 24 7 job yeah, yeah. now like you they were like you know and people know this but you know if you own a hardware store you get to go home and not think about the hardware store because nothing's going to happen outside of selling shit that's in the hardware store that you mm. got to worry about yeah whereas if you're an artist a barber a anybody who's got to be on call and like be available to their clients all the time, it doesn't stop. Like it doesn't stop. Like you're going to be there the whole time if you want to keep doing what yeah. you're doing, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And making it work. Yep. So like, you're not going to be making excuses as to why you got to leave early or why yeah. you got to come in late. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's a good thing to tell people who might be thinking about doing the same kind of stuff is like, realize that this is not a way to get out of doing a job. It's a way to get into a complete freedom of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as much as you might have to work all the time and I might have to work all the time, we get to pick what we're working at. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you have the right to be like, yo, get out of my chair. Like this mm-hmm. guy's fucking up my whole thing. Yeah. But you also have the same right to, you know, like, you know, offer a great service to your customer and be like, yo, it's this much money. And they'll be like, Oh cool. I'll pay that. Cause yep. you put the work in every yeah, day yeah. and you're, practice that yeah. well that you're allowed to charge that much things like that. that you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah right exactly they respect they respect and see what you're doing and that that comes through in your instagram it comes through what you talk to them about you know what i mean it comes through when you hit the haircut yeah it comes through in what 
other barbers say about your haircuts and what other people say about your haircuts. So uh, I don't know. It's very it's very interesting to me barbering. In I remember when um this dude Skip he used to work at um Rain Skate Shop in um I think it's Fairless Hills. He told me uh one day I, it was at the old lace. I cut his son, and I was telling him like we were just talking, just bullshit, whatever. Talking about skateboarding, and and then Barbering came up, and he was like, "Yo, man, like, how you doing? How you, man, how you making out? You know, how you going about? You know, charging people? You know, this price? Da, da, da. I'm like, honestly, man, like, I'm doing this for you know, well, maybe two years now, and like, I want to like start charging more or whatever, but I'm afraid that I'm gonna lose people and this and that. And like, he's like, look, man, he's like, and he talks real, real, real fast. Like, I thought I, I thought I talked fast, but this dude talks super fast. He'll talk your ear off, and. He's like, look, man. He's like, one of the, like one day. He's like, you're you're gonna charge people, and and they're 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 not even gonna negotiate with you. They're not gonna argue. Like they're gonna pay it because they respect they respect your work. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you're not you're. He's like, trust me, you're you're gonna be alright. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, alright. Yeah. Reassuring me. Yeah, and and I'm 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 in a similar place right now where like it's tough to um it's tough especially when you do something like I do that's completely outside the like normal thing. Like I'm not a normal print shop that like has this massive machine that's a huge investment and has 25 people working for me. And so I got to charge a certain amount just to keep the lights on kind of thing. It's like, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of debt to, you know, pay people every month. Like I, I can pretty much get by and I like to charge what like is fair and affordable to people. But like at the same time, it's getting to the point where like, if I get really good at stuff Mm. and I'm the only one who can give you that type of service, Mm -hmm. like, then you're rare. At that prices, point. Like, yeah, prices, prices will go up because people will be willing to pay that price. Mm-hmm. And and at the same point, it's like it almost becomes like a, a a weeding out thing too. Where like I bet I bet when you raised prices, you got less bad clients because people who stuck around really appreciated what you did yeah. and were willing to pay it and were probably the good clients anyway. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. they're just people who are more willing to whatever let you you know, handle their hair the way you think it's got to get handled or me handle their, you know, designs stuff the way it's got to be handled. And like, yeah. that's a part of growing too, is like getting, you know, your shit dialed in, mm-hmm. really figuring it out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering like, where are you at now? And where do you think you're going with, with barbering in general? Like what, what are your goals kind of now? Um, let's see my goals. It's hard for me to like talk about my goals because I'm not really sure on them. I'm not 100 percent positive, but I have an idea of like what I want in the next like few years. Um, actually, maybe even sooner than a few years. Uh, I definitely want to start my own studio or barber shop. I want it to be kind of like a smaller, more like comforting spot where you can kind of like chill and you know, get food, and there's a drink, and got a, you know, nice little section with the couches and TV, and, like, maybe, like, a tank with, like, fish, and skateboards on the wall, like, I have, like, a pretty good idea of what I want, but I'm trying to figure out the location, that's, that's the key Mm -hmm. in the opening a shop, because you don't want it in the middle of nowhere, because no one's going to want to come to you, but you also don't want it too close to, like, other shops you know what i mean because then like you said there's competition you know mm-hmm. so i grew up around here you know literally like right down the street 
and grew up actually skating in that parking lot, Moldomatic, <laughs> like all the time. You know what I mean? So this area, I know like the back of my hand. You know what I mean? But Twan already has got this area on lockdown, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I'm I'm a respectful person, you know, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start it in this area, but I want to start it maybe a little bit outside of this area, maybe maybe in between here and and the city, mm-hmm. so it's not too far, but it's also far far enough that people from the city will come too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's kind of in between. I don't know. It might change in the in the next year, two years. Yeah. I just gotta look at places and really, that's it. Just keep saving. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, starting it, starting a shop's a huge, yeah, huge thing to look into. Um, yeah, I hear you with the location. I think I think it's also um, I don't know. One of the things about Laced like that kind of set it off for me. Like you said, he has it on lockdown, but. The interesting thing is we kind of are in the middle of nowhere right now. You know what I mean? Like, not really, but... Pen- to people around here, you're not. You know what right. I'm saying? But Pen- Pendel Borough is a lot different than Langhorn Definitely. Borough. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where Langhorn Borough is more like a walk-in. People are walking mm. there all the time. Yeah. This is a much bigger street. Yeah. And so it's a lot... Not as easy to walk up and down the street. Like, if this was, like, literally in the heart of Langhorn Borough... Yeah. It would be a lot more of an attractable place. Yeah. Because yeah, people Which, would be walking past more. But I think that's to its benefit because Antoine has built it out to be like, this could be in the middle of really nowhere. And I think people would still come because of everything that goes on, you know, around mm-hmm. it. Like yeah. the whole look of the barbershop, like the fact that he's not got tattoo guy, hair salon, me podcast studio, like all yeah. in one building. Yeah. It makes it a bigger attraction and kind of, kind of like sphere of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's been really beneficial to me and a lot of people here too of like, having that orbit of like everybody and people reposting stuff and getting work done with each other and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's really helped to build us all up, I think. Yeah. And I don't even know if Tuan has done that consciously. You know what I mean? I think he, his goal was to have this all, this whole place fitted out and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, I, I don't even know, like, like, so first time you, cause you were, you were around when, when I was having these conversations with Tuan, but I would I would talk to Tuan and be like, dude, I hate school. It's so boring. Yeah. I'm so bored of what we're doing. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be doing this. And he'd be like, you know, Tuan, he'd be like, oh, drop out. I'd be like, no, <laughs> it's not it's not that easy, Tuan. I'm like, <laughs> just going to drop out of school. Yeah. Like, and, he, and he'd be like, you don't need a degree in that. You don't need a degree in that. I'm like, I'm like look, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, look, Tuan, I agree with you. <laughs> the world does not agree with us. Like yeah, that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. Like I can't just not get a degree. degree. In this. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need that shit. You know, I I don't know anything about. It, but you don't need it. That's hilarious. And it's like, and then he. But then he was also like, at the same time, he was like, I have this space upstairs. Come check it out, kind of thing. And it was like, it was a wrap after that. After I saw the space, I was like, because I, I was like, oh, is this even gonna work? And then I and I started thinking about whether it was gonna work. And I was like, well, fuck, I'll make it work. Like. I'll make it work. If I can't put something in there like that, I'll get something else yeah. and I'll put that in there and we'll just do whatever we can to make it work for like a while. Cause I think, cause I, I don't know. I, I had done some like shit before that. Like my dad had all his vintage stuff in the garage for a while. And during in high school, like senior year of high school, I would just sell vintage clothing out of the garage like the whole time. 
And I think my dad and mom, like at that point was like, oh, he's going to do like something business related. And they, and they had like one, one toe in the water for that too. Like they knew, yeah, they knew, they knew themselves too. Like now my mom runs her own business and my dad's still working for his marketing company, but, or not his marketing company, the company, marketing company he works for, but he also has his side thing. And like, you know, he's on the podcast with me now all the time and stuff like that. Um, so we were all like moving towards that direction. And then meeting Tuan was like an accelerant mm-hmm. at that where it was like, yeah. oh, there's dudes doing it. Like yeah, yeah. people were starting to revolve around him and do all this stuff. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's just special. And uh, you got to be there even earlier than I was mm-hmm. to see that kind of come up. Yeah. I was especially thinking earlier when you were talking about um, Instagram, you guys were kind of early to barbering on Instagram though too, right? Like Instagram had been around for like eight years at that point I in like 2016. Like, I think it was like four years it's been out, five, almost five years. Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Instagram yeah. came out in like 2011, I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the iPhone graduated. came out in 2008. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so, right? No way. Yeah, look that up. I think the iPhone came out in 2008. Yeah, I think it did. But actually. I think you're right. Instagram, I think, was like 2010, 2011. Bro, you guys do bathroom breaks? Yeah, you need to take a uh, bathroom yeah, break? Yeah, I really do. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be uh, right back. Well, no. Funny. All right, we're back. Um, back in action. Yeah, 2007 iPhone came out. Damn, there's 500. So what's that? 14 years ago. 500 bucks. Yeah. You can't get half an iPhone for 500 bucks, right? 500. You can get a used one. Mine, mine was like a, <laughs> a nice used one. 1100, I think. With a good old crack in the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a crack in my screen protector. Oh shit. Um. Yeah, so I mean, you guys are. I, I don't know when barbering really took off on Instagram as like a probably around. Thing. I'd say well, I I don't really know when it took off because I wasn't a barber uh, previously yeah. to Instagram. But for me, barbering like really popped off when I started. Like t- like I th- I think it did. I don't yeah. know. Like I don't know how big of a platform people had, but like right. when I first started cutting hair, people had like hundred thousand followers, hundred fifty. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the big time barbers, at least for me. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, you should follow this guy. You should follow this guy." And I'm like, "All right, if you say so. You say he's good." Tuan's got a Tuan's got like a home video VHS over there from some some famous barber guy. It's like how to how to do a fade. Like really? Yeah, I'll try to see it to the podcast. It's, a VHS? it's funny. I think it's a VHS. It might be a DVD. Tuan, you old bro? But it, it might be a DVD. <laughs> I might be making Tuan sound older than he is. Um, but yeah, <laughs> now nah, Tuan started cutting like I think like ten years ago. Yeah, I think that's right. Pretty sure ten years ago, somewhere around. Um, yeah, because he was cutting for like a few years before he started. At least I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I remember his story on uh, the Blast podcast that he told. You got to get on with him though on his podcast. He's got number one. He's got to start taking guests. Um, Doesn't do yes. He hasn't. He's Not done. One, he's done one guest with him. And well, how many podcasts? Okay, has he, he done? He did a podcast with. Um, him and the two guys he does the pack with mm. okay. um, for Dante, Thanksgiving. Dante and uh, what's his name? Uh, Dan, uh, Mor- Mor- Maurice, Morris. Morris. Yeah, Morris and Dante. They they were on. And then uh, we won't talk about what happened to that video, Sean. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> He looked at me like... <laughs> um, yeah, okay, okay. But so, yeah, Tuan, if you're listening, and I think since I had Greg on, you're probably listening. Hey, Tuan. We got to get your podcast going again, and I think we're going to move it on to our channel. I'm going to talk to him, hopefully, after this. What, about you going to merge them together? Uh, yeah, just put them on our channel, because we're, we're probably going to be coming out with some more 
different series and stuff That's coming up and yeah. it's just i think it's gonna work out better if we kind of produce the show for them and like you know set up guests make sure the times are set and shit yo quit the squeaking yo, i'm sorry sean. <laughs> i'm so sorry sean Look, look, I, was, I think that was like the third or fourth time he was <laughs> so here far. he was here yesterday <laughs> recording the podcast sean and i and he was making me feel real bad for how, many, <laughs> how much i squeaked <laughs> We we yo, need Mickey, to, yo Mickey, chill. <laughs> we need to get some like WD forty and just like hit all the. Bro, you should have told me. I got some at the crib. Got the good one too. It's like <laughs> the one that like folds up like this. And it, <laughs> real good. We got to get in all. Oh wait, the it's the one the bend the bendable one. Yeah, get in yeah, hard yeah, to reach yeah. spots. So if like you, know, you can't reach your arm around that corner, <laughs> <laughs> you just bend this. <laughs> yeah, those things are. Those things are awesome, man. Yeah, they they fix so much shit that Seriously. we 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 should probably do it to the tripod too. The tripod's kind of squeaky, but we, yeah. don't, we don't move that around though. When did you get that thing? Uh, did, you, did your get, dad get that thing? Nineteen uh, eighty. I know, Sean. It's Sean's <laughs> Sean's family heirloom tripod. Is it old? Eighty eight. Is it old? It's from a thrift store. I don't know. It's from a thrift store? Uh, it's definitely old. It, look, it looks old. It looks old. It looks like it's probably from but at least I'd say the nineties. I bought one off ebay for pretty dope not bro. ebay i bought one off amazon it's such shit it's yeah. so shit like that one's at least metal so dude don't move speaking of uh tripods damn i couldn't think of that word for some reason <laughs> I, had, I had a crazy brain fart speaking of tripods i saw this one on instagram bro you know there's instagram ads that just keep popping up like because you, you talking about it you know, your phones are listening yeah. man so yeah, i can't wait to see this later today when i open all my <laughs> it's going to pop up probably now it's called the the P the Pivo Pro or something something like that Pivo something, dude. This thing is so sick. So Pivo obviously is for pivot. Okay. You put the phone in like a little like circular like pod type thing, and it holds your phone in there and it follows you wherever you go. Oh, that's cool. So like if you're like skateboarding like on like a, a mini ramp, it'll follow you like back and forth like this or like yeah. on a bike like they'll, they'll follow you or like making a video like you're dancing like. It'll follow you for that. Like I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder how it worked for barbering. That would even be cool for the. Wait, the look it up real quick. The podcast we we're trying to do downstairs. What's it called? Pivo the Pro. P- I think it's called the Pivo Pro. I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. P I V O. Pivo. Oh, that's that's the the thing right there. But yo, it's crazy. I got the. Um, like this whole like oh, setup, shit. right? It comes with a uh, light box uh-huh. that you can take photos of your products and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, so, like one of those pop-up ones. Like yeah, little, yeah, 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 yeah. And I've never used one of those before, but I think it would be good for shooting like my my um, styling paste and beard oils and stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. Yeah, it's like perfect for that. But yeah, look at that That's thing. That's pretty dude. sick. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it comes with uh, the tripod. You can sit it on just that. If you want, uh huh, a little circular thing, or you can have it on a tripod. But you see how it follows them and shit. Uh huh. So cool. I bet you could probably. I was like, all right, you sold, you sold me. <laughs> you got me. This ad really. Usually, I'm like, fuck this. I'm not buying that. Yeah. I'm not buying that. But this one actually looked really cool. Yeah, that's super useful. And I saw this like professional skateboarder, like 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 the post and shit. And I was like, all right, if he backs this shit, hopefully it's good. Yeah. If it's shit, I'm gonna be mad at Boo Johnson. <laughs> Boo Johnson. What uh what skaters do you watch now? That I you're watch following? a lot of skateboarders, bro. Honestly yeah. <laughs> I should probably <laughs> I should probably like not watch skateboarding as much because that's more of like a leisure a leisure activity I like to do. Like yeah, more yeah. Of a free time thing. 
I should probably like follow more barbers that like inspire me because mm-hmm. that's really like on Instagram like I like to follow people that motivate me and inspire me to to be better to want to do more you know obviously like but there's a lot of times where I want to look at funny shit on Instagram or like yeah watch skateboarding like because it just I don't know yeah for me that's that's my basketball for like other people or like my baseball hockey football whatever you watch mm-hmm. that's that's for me like i don't really follow sports pages like, right i follow skateboarding a lot of skateboarding so shodware it's like one of my favorite skateboarders i was he's like actually one of my homies i've known him for a, for a long time um tom asta who also is another professional skateboarder that i grew up with mm-hmm. He lives right, like, right around here. Um, who else? Miles Silvis, Boo Johnson, like I said. Uh, my boy Julian Heller. He's a beast, bro. That kid, like, showed me what skateboarding is. Like, he showed me the culture of skateboarding. You know what I'm saying? Like, I watch skate videos and all that stuff, but, like, he told me, oh, this is cool, and this is not. Like, he shouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? These are the shoes, like... I don't know, that was, like, a big deal, like, being a skateboarder, like, what you wear, like, we influence people, like, skateboarders, to this day, influence how people dress, you know what I'm saying, with skinny jeans, or flannels, or whatever it may be, you know what I mean, like, I was, I was just talking to a buddy of mine, um, and so, we did, we just recorded a podcast, and I think, by the time you guys hear this, it should be out. Um, I'm not sure if this part of it's out, but we did one on shoes, and it was all about the greatest Nike shoe of all time. Mm. Um, and what shoe is that? You think? I can't say it because it's gonna come out after this video. I can tell you after the end what we came up with at the end. Okay. But um, one of the shoes on there was a Nike SB, of course. It's a high Wait. seed, Wait. number oh, two seed. You ain't got SBs on. Uh, I got the. <laughs> I got these ones. So, oh, oh, dude, they're sick. Let me see that. Probably, probably uh, already got mad hair on them. <laughs> <laughs> I always, so. I always cut hair in like all my shoes. Let's see if Sean, Sean, with your newfound sneaker knowledge, what shoe is this? Yo, is your favorite color green? <laughs> I knew it by your mic. I was like, dude, I want that mic right now. It, the the can mic, I, can the I mic change the foam out and the now <laughs> and the now jean? That's the exact same color right next to it. Um. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking is about stink, dude. No. Right. We were talking about the SB and and take care of. Mine. The SB has a super interesting history. I won't rehash it for anybody who's on here, but basically it um, Nike was trying to get into shoes, right? And so they tried a bunch of different shoes, and they were all, like, duds. Like, they were all, like, DC shoe copies. Wait, basically. I think I saw this. Yes. And it was, like, Michael, Michael Jor- with Michael Jordan in it? Yeah, so we're, I'll, I'll get there. So then this guy, Sandy Bodecker, was given the job of marketing the next shoe to um, – and, desi- and not designing, but – overseeing the designing of the next shoe and he was like fuck that we're not making a new shoe we tried it two times already they didn't like those shoes we're not going to try to design a new shoe what we're going to do is they're already skating jordans they're skating jordan once it's a popular shoe i assume because of the big flat sole so you can you know catch the side of the the board uh, and the um the, the toe cap too where the toe cap is where it's got the stitching right perfect for like doing kick flips or whatever it, type of this is just trick. a little lip right there that little like this part like as long as like that right there right 
is like pretty solid. Like these yeah. would probably be good for skateboarding, honestly. Yeah. Because it's got this little gripper thing right here. Yeah. And all that stitching on the on the toe cap is like yeah, pretty looks durable. So he was like, they're already skating the Jordan One. They like the, the Jordan One. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take the S the the dunk. It was just the dunk. Yeah. That the was supposed to be. It was a basketball shoe. Yeah. Or the high dunk. Okay, it was a high dunk, and then yeah. so they made it into the low dunk in like 2002 to okay. make it more skate focused. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was originally just like a collegiate team basketball shoe that you could just go to Foot Locker and buy a dunk, and it's like a it was like the you know f- the like the hyper dunk of mm. basketball shoes. You know, like like one a basic one, not gotcha. not endorsed yeah. by anything else, just their basic line of basketball shoe. Yeah. So they took that and marketed it towards skaters and skaters fucking loved it because it was like the Jordan 1, uh-huh. but it was, you know, this this thing that they were given and just put in front of them that worked. Yeah. And um nowadays Travis Scott, which we talked about on the last podcast, wears that those old dunks from the early 2000s and now people are really into dunks. Bro, and they're now, so over Price they're, now. they're insane. It's fucked. They're insane. Like, especially sick. especially secondhand. Dude. It's is unbelievable. So bro. I was talking to my buddy and he was like, You gotta talk about You're saying secondhand, like someone bought them and they're trying to well, resell them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and they're yeah, buying definitely. them by shady ass means. Mm. Because my, my friend was like, and I I I'd have to defer to him and maybe we'll do a show with him later on about this, but um he was saying how like he thinks like upwards of seventy five percent of the stock is going straight out the back door. And so all of these places who are getting these shoe deals for these SBs are immediately offloading the friends and family, people who are friends of the shop, people who are willing to pay extra money to get those shoes or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's making it impossible for both skaters and people who are just into the dunks to get them without getting them secondhand mm-hmm. and getting them from resellers at crazy prices. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's making skaters mad because that's their shoe and people are now fucking clamoring to get that and, shoe. And now people that don't skate are wearing SBs and skateboarders, the ones that use those shoes to skate, right. Right. which is why they're called SBs skateboarding. Yeah. It can't even can't even fucking skate them anymore because they can't afford that shit. Like, right. And if they can, they're fucking not skating them because yeah. there's so much money. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh, well, these, these are going to be wall hangers. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this exactly. is my life, sa- <laughs> my life savings right yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for most gamers, they don't really make much money. Most right. of them have like little jobs, like working at a restaurant, working yeah. as a freaking valet, or or working at a, I don't even know. But it's dude, a, like it's, simple jobs. It's a deadly cycle because the skaters who are making money skating and mm-hmm. are sponsored mm-hmm. are getting those SBs, and then the people under them are like, "Fuck, I want them." Yep. Even though they, there's no way they can get them at yep. this point. Like, they got them have their parents mortgage their house in order for them to wear <laughs> to skate a pair of shoes and ruin them yeah bro you know? but yo SBs are coming out with like the craziest colorways nowadays yeah. I think like some some shit that I, I wouldn't wear you know what I mean right. like I, some of them I'm like oh no that's, yeah. that's a little too crazy for me like well, some of them are pretty like dope and I'm like you know they're a little they're a little out there but I'd probably rock them you know what I mean we were talking about there's this bubble of just any shoes from that era of like the standard ass soles with the nike swoosh on the side like the jordan ones are crazy exorbitant now like they i forget what the new ones are coming out like the trophy rooms or something mm. sean can you pull them up because my friend was telling me about them too Bro, um, speaking of dunks i wanted to show you um my tro- boy trophy room jordan ones. my boy shad's got his own like like 
version of the dunk. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, he's got a bunch of different colorways, dude. They're super You got to check that out for and sure. And it says it on, his, on the tongue. Like, it's so crazy that this dude yeah. I watched skate at the skate park growing up that became pro in front of my eyes now has his name on a shoe, <laughs> on a Nike shoe at that. Like, that's, that's big, that's bro. That's big. A lot of people are sponsored by Nike and don't have their own shoe. Yeah. Actually, he doesn't even have his own shoe. It's his own, like... I mean, I guess it's his own shirt if he has his name on it, but like, yeah. it's not like his own design. It's like a like it's a play, dunk but player slimmer. edition of. It's just a dunk basically. but slimmer. You know what yeah. I mean? So, same thing, different colorways and stuff. So anyway, these ones are going crazy. Oh, dude, I saw those for like dumb expensive on the Goat app or yeah. something the other night. Yeah, and I, I don't even. At, I'm not even sure. They? I'm not even sure they've dropped yet. Aren't they like, go on ten thousand or something good. like that? I don't know. Bro, I saw these one. I saw these one pair of shoes, thirty thousand dollars, bro. Thirty thousand. Which which on, are those? On ones? the Google, I forget which one. They were. Yeah, these are five thousand. But right I was now. like, dude, that is ridiculous. Like, I saw these Dior, uh, the Dior, Dior, Dior Jordans. Jordan. Yeah, they were like ten k. I was like, yeah, those aren't I mean, even them. They started like at a thousand, I think. Uh, three thousand. Wow, that's that's still yeah, husky. That's the col- that's the colorway I want as well, but not in that trophy room. You pay style. that much for shoes, you're not wearing them unless you're rich. My my dad paid three thousand for the uh, the cause mm. Jordan fours. You want them? Nah. Never oh, was. I was gonna say. I think you sold them too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe probably, maybe it wasn't three. It might have been probably eight. made money off of it too. Eight thousand. Mm. Um. Yeah. What's your what's your buddy's shoes? Wanna look them up? Uh, Ishad wear. I S H O D. W A I R. No, no. O O D. Yo, that was O D, man. <laughs> Should I wear uh, dunk? Just type in dunk. Yeah, so these are pretty much the same thing as the dunk, but yo, you see those ones right there? This they look like the sprite, the color of sprite. Yeah, I got I got no. those joints right no. there, right? They were like ninety five bucks, I think, when I got them. Now they're like... Click on the link. I don't even know how much they are. Way more expensive now. A lot of his shoes have gone up crazy because of dunks. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. How much are those joints? Decon model. Is that all mesh on the... On the uh, yeah. The toe and the insole? Yeah, bro. I just love how it's like two different colored uh, shoelaces, yeah. soles. It's got that old... That stitching. Old style too. Look at the stitching. So yeah, much contrast stuff. color stitching. Yeah, so thing. much detail into those. And that's. I like rarely wear those ones right there. Yeah. I got to keep them kind of fresh. Oh, you know? for sure. All my all my uh, shod dunks that I got, like, I just didn't really wear them like that. Two of the other ones I had are really small on my feet, so I'm like, I'm like, man, these are cool, but like, uh, I guess I'm just gonna like have these up here. People have offered to buy them off of me too, and I'm like. Eh, not for sale, bro. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not selling this. Yeah, dude. you don't want to give up. That's like a. Left. That's like a. Uh, what is that called? A time. What is it called? I don't know. You know that thing where like, it's like a, an object from the past, and like it's a. It's like a nostalgia piece. Okay. Yeah, like, like a, a nostalgia piece. Yeah, like like, uh, like I'll remember those shoes. Like I'll remember that time from those shoes. You know what oh I mean? yeah, like, absolutely. I forget what the word is for that. They got to do his own custom shoe and call him the Wears. 
The wares, yeah. Like capital just W W capital A, like airs, but wares. Where or or the well, I can't do where air, I don't think, because um Doc Martin already has uh or no, it says air wear on them. Yeah, w- it has his W-K. last name on it. Oh really? Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know that until like a few years ago. I was like, wait a second. It says air wear in a bag of it. Yo, that's <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if I mentioned it to my boy, but I'm pretty sure he already knows. Yeah. Like someone's probably already mentioned it to him. Yeah, go back and check out some of the other joints. Uh, he had some tie dye ones that were like super super fire. Oh, them tie dye ones right there. Like I love sick. those, but like man, they don't fit my feet. <laughs> <laughs> and I had some all white ones too. They were really cool. Yeah, like I thought it was cool that um Nike gave him his own his own dunk. Absolutely. Like there's just like a few skateboarders I think that have their own Nike shoe. I think it's P Rod, Shane O'Neill, Naja. Janowski. Janowski, yeah, that's a big one, dude. Everyone was rocking Janowski's like years ago. Because people still do, bro. You could afford them. Yeah. You <laughs> still can. They, yeah, they were. Still affordable. can. They didn't go up. <laughs> yeah. But his shots did because of the name dunk, I guess. And Ashad yeah. is like big, yeah. dude. He's got like a huge following, bro. Like, really? Yeah. He's I got a lot of sponsors. I gotta check his stuff out. He's got like eight hundred thousand followers or something. Like I I like the Janowskis. I I went to uh, up to New York to that custom the uh, Nike store mm-hmm. and did the custom. I had like paisley, blue and purple. Are you custom ones. them? Yeah. Nice. They're they're pretty cool. I, yeah, I, I like those shoes. I I just. Never got them to fit my feet because they're so skinny. Yep, like, they're narrow as hell. It like hurt my feet to wear them. Like I had these really cool paisley, like black paisley like ones, and I yeah, I loved them, but I was like, eh, it hurt my feet walking. <laughs> I can't yeah. do that, bro. I need sh- shoes that are comfortable, like almost immediately when I put them on my feet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Jordans, most of the time I slept them on my feet. Ooh, I feel good. Yeah. Like I just started walking right away. And that, yes, I'm creasing them shits. <laughs> oh yeah, if you're ever gonna wear them, you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's Air Max is my shit. That's for that re- same reason. Mm. It's just they're fucking walking on clouds, dude. Yeah, they're yeah. so yeah. so comfy and like they last forever, forever, forever. Like, forever. Wait, name that movie. Forever. Wait, look at me. Forever. Movie. Forever. <laughs> Can you me, name that it's movie? Be SpongeBob vibes. Oh come on. <laughs> I don't know. The Sandlot. Oh, okay. <laughs> when okay. Squin says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget, yeah. I forget what they were talking about. <laughs> Borat. <laughs> they, they're talking about the ball going over the fence. It's gone. Borat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They just keep zooming in on his face. <laughs> I love that movie, man. It's like a childhood classic. Oh, yeah. Like, You guys classic. had that on laced one of the first times I came home. True. Came That's funny. <laughs> Watch nearly the whole I don't day. remember ever watching that in there. No? No. We watched a barbershop one time when we did the uh, the 24-hour event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of us were falling asleep. Well, I wasn't, but no, Drew was falling asleep. <laughs> Drew was snoozing next to me. Yeah, that, was a, that was a fun time, man. Those yeah. 24-hour events were, They're crazy. were dope, man. Yeah, we did it. We printed on the last the last one he did. That was a nightmare. You shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, try to cure t-shirts in an on temperature controlled area we were like outside trying to print shirts you had, to, you had to heat and them up to like 320 what happened 
they weren't getting up to 320, but I was giving them out to people and they were washing them. And oh, like, shit. They would come smearing? Off. Yeah. No, oh. no, they would just come off like the day after. Oh, they shit. were like dried, but not like cured. <laughs> um, but you live, you live and you learn. Yeah, that's very true, man. And we've all made mistakes. <laughs> I always make mistakes, man. I feel like an idiot when I do. <laughs> that's part of the process. Ah, oh, man. Just mistakes in general. Not even just like with barbers, just in life, bro. It's like, feel like I'm always making a mistake. I'm like, <coughs> so mad at myself. Like, why did I do that? <laughs> um, so do you got anything else to promote before we f- wrap up here? Anything else to promote? Yeah, you want to shout anybody out? Shout anything out? Um, I love you, Mom. I love you, uh, and Jackie. Um, I love you, Eleni. Stay strong. They got cancer. That's why I'm saying that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been a little, a little rough. Yeah, a rough the past, you know, few years. But yeah, so stay strong. Love you. Uh, shout out everybody at the art layer. Shout out everybody at least. Love y'all. Um, follow my Instagram, crispy with a K underscore. K A T S. Really, that's that's all I really gotta say. Thanks for having me, bro. Oh, yeah, no it problem. Fun time. Thanks bro. for coming in. Oh yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for all you've done to help me build too. You already know, man. Um, Looking I'll, forward to you know building more. I'll figure out something yeah. else for us to work on. We gotta, on we gotta get that. I'm not oh, gonna yeah, say yeah, it, but yeah. we gotta get that yeah, yeah, yeah. going. We talked about our our last shirt venture. We got it. We got more coming on the way. So uh, yes, sir. Um, so thanks everybody for watching. Uh, as always, you can find us on YouTube or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, let us know. Yeah, smash that like button. Smash that like button. Let us know smash anybody it. else you want to see us have on the podcast. Um, enjoy our, our our month of uh, shoe related content. Make sure you go over there, fill out your own bracket, and let us know how much you hate us for picking the shoe you you dislike. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, right, one, one more thing I wanted to say before we uh, stop this. Yeah, I feel like a rapper with this mic, bro. Yeah, like, I feel like I just want to spit some. Spit a sixteen bars. real quick. All right, yeah, <laughs> put on this, put on this, uh, yeah, put give, on this give him a beat. Man. Give him, uh, give, give him shook him, ones. Let me cook something up, man. No, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> don't do this, bro. I don't rap. I don't rap. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks everybody for watching my uh, my silly ass. Yeah, for sure. Sean, thank you. And thank you. Greg, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Bye-bye.